Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden, and you're listening to Queer Stories. This week, as Sydney's only Lebanese lesbian ex-Jehovah's Witness comedian, Naomi Mura is your gateway woman to chicks, chickpeas, cults, and culture. Her solo show, An Open Book, debuted in 2018, and she's since had sold-out runs at Sydney Fringe Comedy Festival and the Sydney Comedy Festival. She co-founded What She Said, Sydney's first weekly all-women's comedy night, and not satisfied with just waffling on stage, she also co-founded Sydney's first bubble waffle cafe in Manly. Naomi gigs regularly at comedy nights around Sydney, so make sure to check her out online and find out when she's performing. She shared this story at Queer Stories Western Sydney. My adolescent head is bowed as I listen to my dad pray before lunch. He thanks God for the food, seeks forgiveness for our sins and hopes the end of the world comes soon. I hope it comes soon too. If there's a Venn diagram for Lebanese, lesbian, ex-Jehovah's Witness and born in Cabramatta, I'm alone in the centre. Lebanese lesbian. I'm the ultimate tongue twister. Interestingly, there is some crossover between the two cultures. Not just me. (laughs) A common delicacy in both are lady fingers. Being the only Lebanese family in Cabramatta wasn't an accident. When my parents emigrated in the 60s, my dad managed his self-loathing by actively seeking a suburb where the fewest Lebanese people were. And at that time, Cabramatta was the place. Sometimes growing up, I would feel particularly Lebanese. In primary school, my friends eat delicious noodles while I stare at a roll of Lebanese bread with halloumi and a separately wrapped whole Lebanese cucumber. I bite the halloumi roll, followed by the cucumber, and repeat. I was the only child in the playground appearing to be partaking in some kind of duo phallus feast. (laughs) To complete my Venn diagram, both my parents are Jehovah's Witnesses. So whenever people say to me, What a fine pair of knockers. (laughs) I mostly think about the two of them. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) No one comments on my knockers, so. As a Jehovah's Witness, I was certain in my belief that Armageddon was coming and paradise was just around the corner. I'm five. I excuse myself from classroom activities and celebrations, saying, Jehovah hates Christmas, Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day, New Year's Day, Valentine's Day, Anzac Day, 
Mufti Day, <laughs> Harmony Day, Doris Day. <laughs> I'm smug in my certainty that Santa is a fictional character. My parents say it's ridiculous to believe that an invisible man is watching and deciding if we are good or bad. I'm nine. I'm enthusiastically preaching at a stranger's doors, warning them about the end of the world. In fact, the only celebration I resent not participating in is Halloween. Knocking on doors to warn people of terrible things? I'd been practicing for that my whole life. I proudly remain seated and silent when the national anthem is played at assembly because the only sovereign I will pledge allegiance to is God. Also, I could never remember the line, with golden soil and wealth for toil. My dad always said we should be proud to be different, although I was sure he didn't mean I should be proud of the fact that I felt attracted to women. I knew that being gay was a sin, but I just couldn't seem to pray it away. I'm 14. My best friend and I are excitedly queuing in our swimmers, waiting to get dunked in an above-ground backyard pool except it wasn't in a backyard. It was in the middle of Warwick Farm Racecourse. <laughs> we are with over 500 other people being baptised as fully-fledged Jehovah's Witnesses, hoping for a chance of surviving Armageddon and having an eternal life in paradise. While I'm not old enough to vote, drink, or watch Thelma and Louise, I'm faithfully showing my religious commitment. I'm 16 and I've been encouraged to leave school to preach full-time to save the sinners from the end of the world. Things like education and careers could wait until the paradise. I can put everything off until the paradise. Everything except coming out as gay. That I'd need to put off forever. I'm 21. I'm at Sydney Airport. It's June 1999, the year before the world was going to end or at least our computers were. I've spent the last eight years trying to be the best Jehovah's Witness I could be while waiting for the end of the world. There's a fine line between delayed gratification and living a lie. I have discarded so many dreams, curiosities and desires that my bin was overflowing and had started to fester. I'm depressed, have stopped preaching and going to church, I even stopped leaving my bedroom. I'm leaving for London to stay with both my brothers who had left the religion years earlier. My desperate email to my brother had prompted him to send me money for flights to escape and regroup with them. My parents, sister and best friends have all come to the airport to bid me farewell. This farewell was not a bon voyage kind of one with balloons and laughter. I feel certain I'll return after a break and everything will be okay again. But they know I'm doubting and that it was serious. There were pleads and tears and long glances as I try to soak up these final moments. They know I won't return to Sydney, to the faith, to their conditional love. This was the end of the world as I knew it. If I decide to leave the religion, I will be shunned. And that unbearable thought was still less unbearable than the burden of living a lie. My London family rescued me. 
with no formal qualifications, my brothers gave me time, space and the practical help to get a job and find myself. Thanks to dial-up internet, I found lesbian forums and lesbians and Lebanese forums and ladyfinger recipes. <laughs> I started a new life in London before I mustered up the courage to formally leave my religion. I lost a lot during this time. I lost my hope for the future, my lifelong friends and my close family. My father shunned me as he had both my brothers, not uttering a word if we called or visited. I never did lose my mum though. She put her love above her beliefs and always stayed in touch. I'm 42. It's 2020. Between bushfires, pandemics and Macaulay Culkin turning 40, <laughs> I started to think that maybe the world really was ending. <laughs> Again. I'm at my parents' front door. All I need to do is knock. And you'd think I'd have nailed that by now. <laughs> I'm hesitating because I'm not welcome here when Dad is home. The last time I saw him was 10 years ago and he had blanked me then. However, we are now in lockdown, so I know he's definitely home. Mum nervously greets me. In my arms, an 18-pack of three-ply Kleenex toilet paper. They were running low. As I approach my dad, he stands up and says, hello. I'm taken aback. So that's what it takes. <laughs> the power of the three-ply. <laughs> He looks me up and down and speaks to me for the first time since we were at the airport last century. Well, I guess you didn't do much exercise while you were in England. <laughs> now, I appreciate there are many ways <laughs> one could react to this. I laugh heartily. It's something I might expect a personal trainer to say after a holiday not my estranged father who had shunned me for all of my 20s and 30s. He carried on a conversation as if no time had passed. Now he speaks to me regularly, asking mum when I'm coming over next, excitedly showing off the garden and giving me unsolicited advice. I've never brought up those years of silence. Why is he suddenly speaking to me? Will he also now speak to my brothers? How long till he shuns me again? I don't know. I haven't asked any of these hard questions. And should I? I don't know. Sometimes I miss the certainty of my religious youth. All I know is what he says in the prayer he gives before lunch. He thanks God for the food. He seeks forgiveness for our sins and hopes I return to the religion during the last days before the end of the world. I'm just glad to have some time with him before his last days. I might be the only one in the centre of this Venn diagram, but I don't feel so alone anymore. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy Queer Stories, consider supporting the project for as little as $1 per month on Patreon. The link is in the episode description. Follow Queer Stories on Facebook for updates and for insomnia rants and photos of my glorious dog, follow me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter and Instagram. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.